Hey, what's good, people? This is episode 161. Maybe. Maybe I'm Jason Debeus. Maybe that girl over there. Maybe she's Kristen Nuss. Let's go Facebook Live. Let's play with some people. Hey, the episode starts right now. What's up, Kristen? What's up, Jason? How you doing? You know, I thought I was going to come in soft, but I think the level of excitement, if I just get it out of my system, then we, then we can dance, all right? all right? Ladies and gentlemen, you have asked, you have asked, and you have asked. Asked and you shall receive, because for me, I've got to give the people, give the people what they want. Kristen. Wow. Yes. That was an intro. I appreciate that. Thank you. All right. So for those of you that that are joining me and those of you that have been living under a rock and don't know who this girl is, this is Kristen Nuss, all right? She played at LSU. I mean, COVID didn't stop her from having an undefeated season. God made only one thing perfect. That was her win-loss record, 36-0, 37-0. Who gives a shit, right? On the regional scene. Where's my camera? Right there. On the regional scene, Coconut Beach, close to her hometown. One. All right, went to Wapaka. That's Wisconsin. One. Okay. Oh, wow. Gold Series. Atlanta got to qualify for the main draw. No problem. Qualifier. Main draw. One. Want to play some FIVB. Got the last spot on the qualifier. Made the main draw. One. All she does is win. All, all she does is win. All right. Good. So now let's talk about the Saints. <laughs> oh, boy. They did not win a lot this year. That's a tough, tough subject. Yeah. Um... But how about those Pelicans? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a Duke head, so I know you got two, uh, two, two or three players. I'm from Duke, right? Is Reddick still with y'all? No, he's not. No, nah, he's not um, playing anymore. Um, who's that tall, tall, thin dude? Look like yeah, Brandon guy. Ingram. Brandon Ingram. That's a Duke guy. Zion, of course, obviously yep. is obvious. So um, we just need those two to get healthy again, yeah. and then better watch out. Both of my parents went to Duke Law School, so. Nice. So, or my girlfriend's parents. Um, so that, nice. which kind of makes me a Duke fan. I grew up, I grew up on St. John's, um, Syracuse. Those are my people. But I guess it's all ACC. Nice. So yeah, let's talk about your Pelicans. Yeah. I, I don't you like the little um chiffiness they got? They do. They have a. I think the thing I love most about them is just you watch them and it's just like contagious their energy and just like their um familyness like you watch them on the bench everyone on the bench you can just tell like they're a team like they unless they're just doing a really good job of faking it but it's just very enjoyable to watch and i think the city has seen that and the city of new orleans is really uh kind of backed them and supported them and very excited for the future it's bright yeah it is and and very much synonymous like volleyball and beach volleyball i think you went if you have a team that's young and it's got all that freaking energy, you want their chip to be just big enough where where it don't where it doesn't fall off their shoulder. Yep. And I think the media's kind of helped that. I feel like they're not really uh <laughs> making they're not really right? uh telling them or like showing them or showcasing them that they're like a good team. So it really is mm-hmm. kind of adding to that chip. Um yep. So that's kind of again, it's just kind of fun to watch and um I'm proud proud that they're uh, the New Orleans team. It's fun. Yeah, it is. And again, it's a, like the future, as I um, share this on my NY Varsity Sports handle. Boom, doing that. Um, the future looks bright, right? I mean, you got Zion. Zion's just got to be able to not 
stay injured. Yep, um, stay healthy. Let me ask you something. Sports, right? Um, you're an elite athlete. Um, at some point, I, I flirted with being an elite athlete, made some money, whatever. But heck yeah. Um, why do some teams get have players that get injured more than others? Is it is is there some kind of correlation? Do you know some correlation between preparation or just who the trainer is and this and that? I don't know. I think that's a tough a tough question because everyone's so different. I think sometimes there really is just unluckiness. Like you're just like mm -hmm. injury after injury. It's like there's no like I feel like there's no correlation. It's just kind of sometimes life just uh just kind of is tough and I mean, I do think there is a little that goes into it as far as just like what you do in the back end, like recovery and just kind of what you are doing in the gym. Because I, I am a big believer what you do in the gym for sure is going to affect how you perform on the court, in the sand, wherever. Um, but I don't know. I, I haven't pinpointed exactly like, oh, um, they're doing this and that's leading to injury or in, in like any sport. I don't know. It's kind of kind of tough. Sometimes I do think, again, and it's just kind of unlucky and sometimes people are just like so explosive i think zion is very explosive so much so that like his body is just sometimes like yeah. what are you doing you saw um, him rip out of his own sneaker yeah remember like, that it was a, a college game yep, right i do remember and that then, like the dude lost his heel i'm like <laughs> I'm, yeah and i'm yelling he lost his foot he lost his foot my girl's like it's his heel it's his heel <laughs> yeah. so that like come on that's unlucky like how yeah. often does that happen mm. um so it's just Little things like that. And then again, I think just some people are just like, they out freak their bodies because it's just like, what their body is just like, what are you doing? You're not supposed to be doing that. No. So. And just imagine, uh, getting back to it, like just imagine the amount of power and burst I um, and twitch cannot. That, that just. Just imagine you, being you in his body. You literally ran out of your own yeah. shoes. Yeah. I just can't imagine <laughs> like being in his body for a day. Like, what does that feel like? I would just go outside and jump, I think, all day just to like see what it feels like. No, but. no doubt. I think as far as um, volleyball is concerned, you don't see too many injuries. You see some some people with their back or whatever and this and that. And, that, and to me, I'm gonna just call it what it is. They just they they just not training properly. And volleyball players, some of them, some of them train like bums, right? You they they, they I'm gonna just put it this way. Where's my camera? If you're spending more time video videotaping yourself <laughs> doing drills. <laughs> It's probably be equal to or less than the amount of time you're actually doing the training. So stop. Yep. All right. Nobody cares. <laughs> you know, yep. right? Either you do it or you don't. And yep. and and you could certainly relate to me because you are you you strike me as a bottom line girl. You strike me as a girl that doesn't make a lot of excuses. You strike me as um almost an East Coast virtue. Like I'm a Bill Parcells guy. Like mm -hmm. um um Bill Parcells says you are what your record says you are. And that's some cold shit. Yeah. <laughs> right. But I think for you to enjoy some of the success, and I'm going to give you the floor because I could talk about, I could talk all day. I think a lot, how much am I right? Um, as far as the level of success you enjoyed coming from not using rationalizations for shortcomings. Did I phrase that right? What do you mean? How much does it come from not accepting bullshit excuses? How's that for an English translation? That's a good one. Um, I mean, I think at the I think at the end of the day, every elite athlete, you have to just put in the work and just go after it. I mean, there's so many people. I think my mom always tells me there's always someone out there that's better than you. So you really do. You just have to put in the work and go get it. If you want it, you you got it. Again, go put in the work. I think there's so many people who 
even like ask me like what do they think they should do to get to the next level especially like going into college and it's just like use that college time to just go if you want to get better in something like now's your time in college to go spend those three hours at practice doing what you need what you're trying to get better at because you're not really going to have that when you get to like the next level you're not going to have those three hours every single day of the week um sure so it definitely you just got to put your head down and get Mm. down to it especially gym practice wherever just go make it happen does that keep you up at night sometimes (laughs) uh maybe sometimes sometimes you're just like man should we have gone out today you're like even in this weather you're like sometimes like uh we didn't go today but you're like laying in bed at night and you're like crap like should we have gone Mm. so it is kind of like a you go back and forth like sometimes I think that is the hardest part of being an elite athlete it's like you do need to get rest but your body is always telling you to like go 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 um Mm. so it's kind of finding that balance of like okay when is my body telling me to like kind of chill out for a little bit like you can like take the evening off take the day off um and I think that's this what this past year has kind of taught Taryn and I a lot is again we do need to find that balance and you can't just go 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 all the time there is parts of the day parts of the week where you do just need to chill give your body recovery time yeah dude i'm good at doing nothing (laughs) you're good at doing nothing (laughs) she's like i'm totally frigid jay (laughs) no that's good i mean i mean because for me like like i have a podcast right now and if i think that someone is outperforming me i get up in the middle of the night (laughs) and i'm right back in the studio and i'm just you're like how can i make this better fixing and guys i mean guys I'm a freaking moron. I'm just a kid from Brooklyn that that that's I don't know an above average Brooklyn kid. But but um, we the only reason why I brought it up is because the virtue is the same. Like mm-hmm. you try something and it works or it doesn't. And if you don't, do you quit? Do you keep going? Um, and I think in your profession, um, there has there has to be this level heightened level of something some people consider unfair, right? Like. Some to say to call you an undersized player for the sport would be an understatement. All right, all right. I don't use I don't I don't use inappropriate <laughs> terms for short people because you know, I ain't trying to get flagged. But but um, wow, Bill Anderson. I'm gonna tell you about him in a minute. He says, "Love your podcast." Oh, nice. He says this uh, name from the past. Um, knowing that you have to run 150 meters for the 100 meter dash, is that something? in connection to you knowing when you got to slow down or whatever was that one of the bigger challenges you feel like if you slow down that yeah i think someone's um, like (laughs) it's kind of funny because we were talking about like a chip on your shoulder like with the pelicans and i feel like that's kind of something similar and like i am obviously smaller shorter player um so it is kind of like that little chip on your shoulder of like oh there's so many people who are like oh no she can't do that or Oh, mm. she like people even in like warm ups. I'm sure they look across the net and they're like, "Oh, she's five six and Taryn's six four, so we're definitely gonna serve the five six girl." Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, going into all matches, like knowing that's what people like see, it's just kind of like, "Oh, all right, here we go." It just it adds that little bit of, for sure, extra motivation and just um, for me, like going out. I really when starting this whole thing, I was like, I just want to inspire other people. And I think that's for sure what um, makes my day, the amount of messages and just people that have reached out being like, whether it's a mom or a dad, or even the daughters reaching out, just saying how much like I've inspired them to keep playing the sport. That's for me, what makes me do it, get up, hit the gym. Like I'm like, 
man, if I can inspire one, just one person to go keep doing, keep pursuing their dreams, I'm like, all right, it, it, um, it's all worth it. Wow, this is why I get someone to tech my show. <laughs> I had the camera just on you even when I was talking. <laughs> so now I'm, now we on split. So we're Perfect. Um, yeah, and as a caveat, uh, and continuing to this conversation, but I want to jump out and say that I really love that you're loyal to your people. Do you know what I'm saying? Like when I met you and when a lot of people didn't know about you, um, Sean LaDiggs, I want to put me on you, Sean, and, uh, and Sean, who's an absolute mensch. Uh, for y'all that don't know what a, the word mensch means, look it up because I use it on this podcast too many times. Y'all should know what <laughs> y'all should know what mensch means. Um, and I'll tell you after the show, but I think you know, so you can stop shaking your head like you know, like you know what I'm talking about. Um, the same people that you were associated with back then are still the same people that are with you and that you're associated with now. Yep. Your people are loyal to you. And you're loyal to your people. And that virtue in, in this sport, beach volleyball, where um, cliques are so many and, and, and at certain levels, when you finally get there, you, you find yourself almost proud to be part of that clique because, yeah. you know, you got to eat crap from them for <laughs> such, such a long time. But, yep. but what you have right now is golden. I'm not even sure if I'm asking you a question here, but no, I just wanted to let you know as a caveat that it's cool and it's refreshing. And... The, the army, the TKN army gets bigger because yeah. you allow yourself to let them take that journey with you, if you get what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Something you want to add to that? No, I mean, for I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the people uh, mm. that supported me from the beginning. So how could I just blow them off or anything? Like, I'm, well, you could, but you chose not to. I mean, I don't know how people do that because I really would not be in this position without every single person that has led me on this journey to get here. And mm -hmm. I think um, the TKN Nation, like you said, it is kind of uh, crazy just how much it has grown and just how many people have gotten on board. And I mean, it's been, there's been some pretty surreal moments this year, like in Phoenix, the AVP Phoenix Championships, it was the championship match and we're all in the Phoenix Arena, which is a really cool venue. And yeah, it turns the out. first time out in that championship match, we're walking to our benches um, and the, the crowd erupted into a TKN chant. It was like TKN and it was like so loud and ter me, Taryn and Drew were sitting at the bench and it was like, we're supposed to be like talking strategy. The three of us are all just like sitting in the chair, just like watching the crowd just in complete awe. It was just like a moment of just like, this is surreal. Like this is so wild. And uh, like thinking about that, I could get, I get goosebumps. Like it was just the coolest thing. And again, we are so incredibly thankful for all of the support we've gotten from Louisiana, from just everyone all like all across the country, across the world, people have just been reaching out and we, we feel the love and we greatly appreciate it all. Sometimes, and the thing that makes what you said so cool is sometimes elite athletes are so locked in. Some of them have a hearing mechanism, they just, mute it and they, yep. they play right especially if they're an unfriendly if you're in a, in a major sport where you're playing an unfriendly territory mm -hmm. like kevin costner that movie for the love of the game yep. he sees people cursing at him he's like mechanism on and then yep. then you just see right and you don't hear nothing yep um so for you to not only have this moment that you can look back in retrospect but actually be a prisoner of the moment in a good way yeah it's like you said, it's goosebumps. 
Yeah, it Goosebumps. really is. Who'd you play in the finals? We played uh, Chang and Flint. Chang, Chang and, and Flint. Flint in the finals. That's a new, I mean, whoever Chang play, uh, Flint plays with now, um, that I think that's a new rivalry. I, th I think it's a three-horse race to a two-team Olympics right now. I think there's a ton of teams. I mean... At the end of the day, I'm going to be real with you. I know you're trying to be respectful. But at the end of the day, it's a three-horse race to the two, to, to, to a two-team Paris. I may disagree with you. There's a lot yeah. of team. There's a lot more teams out there. It's yeah. gonna be. It's gonna be a fight. It'll be. A, it'll be a fun race. The thing I like about women's volleyball is that on any given day, anyone in the top sixteen can take your lunch money. Oh, there's no. There are no major <laughs> upsets anymore. All right. All right. We're, okay. Hagen Smith and Dietrich against over Try and Trevor. That's a major upset. Yep. Yep. All right, like Taylor a couple of years ago, Taylor and Jake losing to Ospina and Lotman. You know, Lotman yep. was still a puppy. That's an upset, right? Uh, um, I'll go, how about how about for my older people, Rafael Rodriguez and Kevin McCulloch, right? As a 16 seed, be Gibbon Patterson. That's an upset. It is not an upset to see Fallon team up with someone and, and beat you yeah. in three. It's not an upset for Sarah Hughes to to play with Kelly Kalinske and, and and ball out and this and that. But what I, I'm not talking about that. What I'm talking about is when it counts. That that moment where the whether you do or you do not, where you are, what your record says you are at the end of it, it is a three-person team in a two-horse race. And I I'm glad that we disagree with it because you ain't come on this, this show to, to agree to just disagree with me. <laughs> yep. And besides, I'm, you got an army. I'm, I'm by myself. I'm, I'm by myself on this opinion. I'm telling you because you're I'm, you're not alone on this. Yep, all right, yep, yep. <laughs> you have an army. I have a Hulk. <laughs> uh, <laughs> check Love out it. Love it. the reference. <laughs> um, yeah, but that. So let's go to the finals, and that's Chang and that's Flint. Mm -hmm. Um, they announced the starting lineup. Um, did you did it go to two or three? It was two. It was two. You you're up one set to zero. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, you're sitting there. Is Drew with you? He was. Yeah. So you're up one set to zero, but this team's beaten you before, and this team and we actually and, quite, and we, it's been quite the rivalry. Yeah, we were going back and forth. If, if there if, right, if there's such thing as a rivalry. Yeah. Was, uh, uh, yeah. This year, at least for this year. Right, because rivalries are not rivalries if you just keep beating the one team over and over. That's not a yep. rivalry, right? Boston wasn't a rivalry with my team until they beat us in two thousand four. Yep. Uh, um, now I got to listen to them for the rest of my life. But so you're up one set to zero. You're with Drew, whatever. Um, you're taking your moment. Give me your thought process. I think for me that that whole Phoenix venue and event, Tara and I were just. It was one of those moments we were just clicking. Like it was like we were feeling good. So I think in that timeout and everything, we were probably not even talking about volleyball. We were probably talking about random things. We've kind of done that a lot of the times in like uh, tense moments or in championship games, especially Drew will be like, we'll, we'll talk about the randomest things just to kind of get our mind off of volleyball. Obviously, then when we walk back on the court, it's like we're back in focus. But a lot of times we'll, we'll talk a lot of last year, we were talking about Ted Lasso in the middle of our uh, timeouts and stuff, even at like crucial points because it was just like we at the end of the day we know what we need to do we know we know our game we trust our game we have confidence in that so it's um you don't always have to be like racking your brain of like oh we have to do this this and this it is just kind of like all right we're gonna take we're gonna take a little break to give our mind a little break and I do give credit to Drew a lot especially when he's with us on the AVP he um helps doing that and Again, like I said, Phoenix, we were we were feeling good, so it wasn't really anything that he um, needed to tell us that would have made a big difference. It was just like we just had to keep doing what we were doing. Um, but yeah, it was 
I I love Phoenix. That venue was just insane. The crowd, I don't know if it was because it was at night, indoor, I don't know, but the crowd was just like next level. So it was just, we were probably honestly just sitting there like taking it in, just watching um, everyone. Yeah, man. And indoor volleyball at night is definitely going to attract the attention of uh, more multiple fans, people that made the trip. Um, uh, one of my favorite fighters, Henry Cejudo. Uh, from the UFC. I don't know if you watch mixed martial arts, but he's also an Olympic gold medalist in freestyle wrestling. He he was there. He was out there chilling right. or whatever. He's this larger-than-life character, but he's not. He, he he fights at 135. So so he's this tiny guy, but if you're sitting next to him, whatever, and you see him, there's something like, okay, you see handsome guys, but he's like a half-level more handsomer. Uh, um, <laughs> he's animated. You see animated people, but he's a whole level more animated. And there are some people that have that presence. Um, yep. And there's only him. I mean, you can name him by name where in your life, right? Yep. Like, I met Bill Clinton. That guy has a bright light. Now, whether you're a Democrat or Republican, you cannot deny that this man has this bright light behind him. And when he moves, the people with him, like pigeons to bread, just, they yep. just freaking move with him. Yeah, that you is know? crazy. And, there and, are people like that. And just like, yeah. Tyron's oh, got a whoa. lot of that. Tell yeah. me Tyron don't got a little bit of that. Oh, for sure. You know? For sure. She wears her heart on her sleeve. She 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 has a theater performance face. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. have a film uh theater you have a a film face. Remember we had this discussion yeah, before yeah, the podcast, like theater performances. Yeah. Wow, and, that and, actually and is film very for you is Yeah. Yeah. Very accurate. Wow. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. a good good reference. Wow. Yeah. Well, if when you're a fan of someone you start to um you start to, to see mannerisms, yep. you know, and me specifically who studied theater. That's why I use the reference. Um, yep. I'm always seeing um, how I would impersonate a character and this and that. But oh. um, for the record, before I go on my next question, I want to let the audience know I'm a fan. And it takes every bit of discipline to hold my professionalism. I have three female players that I watch that because uh, I'm, you know, you guys know me. I'm a hater slash purist. Um, so I don't really follow a particular player, but the three players I follow for women are her, her partner in crime, and um, Chrissy Jones, who um, who's now where the hell is she? But um, I th and I think I do know what, what what her deal is. Her husband injured his neck. Her husband was a marine. Oh my goodness! Um, really? I don't know the extent of the injury, but I know it didn't happen overseas. I know it. I know it happened. He got back in one piece, and in a field training exercise, he hurt his neck. So maybe. Oh my gosh. Maybe I'll just call. I have her number. Maybe I'll just call her and ask her. Not now, oh. people. <laughs> not now. We're not doing this now. Uh, um, yeah, but she's one of my favorite females. And men, I already told you who my men are. Yep. And for, for everybody else, mind your business. <laughs> um, I remember. You playing college with Coppola, semifinals, right? You're going against Tina, right? Tina Gradina. Yeah. Um, and this and that. And what a lot of people don't know, because people don't remember who won. They don't remember runners up. They don't remember third place people. Yep. When you came away from that semifinals, what were your thoughts on like the next season was going to look at going to look like? Because Coppola was done, right? That was her last year. No, we're the same age. Oh, cool. Me and Claire are the same age. Yeah. But there, was there uh, a, this sense about just finishing what you started? Um, from I want you to take me a little bit, because i got to give you the floor here. I want you to take me a little bit from that loss in the semifinals to how you met up with Taryn um, to, to making this team that's took the college world by storm. Um, that, 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 I guess, launched the TKN Army. Yeah. The floor is yours. My, my. I think as far as how Taryn and I started, it was really um, COVID had a lot to do with that. I mean, we as an LSU team that 
without a doubt, hands down, that 2020 season, we were going to go win a national championship. Like, that core of group of seniors and, like, um, fifth-year seniors, it was like we were on a mission. It was a perfect storm. It really was. And I think even after – so we found out our season had ended. I think it was about, like, three or four weeks into the season. We had just become the number one ranked team. And um, it was, like, the weekend after we beat UCLA. They were number one and we were number two. We beat them, so we jumped to number one. And – even going into that season, that, again, that group of seniors and fifth-year seniors, it was just like, we're going to win a national championship and no one's going to stop us. Like, we were, like, just on board. Everyone was on the same page. And when COVID broke... And, and then... Yeah. So, and actually, when COVID broke, we even had people from, like, other teams being like, I'm so sorry. Like, y'all were definitely... Y'all were going to do it this year. It was just like, oh, dagger to the heart. But... Anyway, so COVID happened, everyone goes home, all that stuff, um, and Taryn was up home, and it was, like, winter time, so she couldn't do anything. She was up in South Dakota, so she had messaged me, and she was like, hey, do you want to, like, just train or something? Like, I'm bored, like, I can't really go outside. She was like, I'll come back to Louisiana, and we can train. I was like, yeah, sure. I mean, like, I'm just sitting at my house, like, not really doing anything either, so she came and we just start training. We start doing a bunch of training. We start getting in the gym, doing stuff, um with our coach, our now coach, Drew Hamilton. He was telling us what to do in the gym and stuff like that. And you can just see, like, a change. Like, we were definitely, like, we were like, okay, this is this is getting pretty serious. Like, let's go play in some AVP Next tournaments. Let's just go see what happens. And we were just finding success after success. It was like, okay, this is kind of this is kind of working. Like, let's, let's keep doing this. And I think as that um, progress and that success kept going, it was like, okay, I think we can actually, like, take this to the next level and then that's when um season started again and again that same group everyone all the seniors ended up coming back and it was like we want to go win a national championship and um I had been playing with Claire for the past three three and a half four years and then for that final season the coaches just decided since I think just Tara and I were on that um successful run they were like we're just gonna leave y'all together and just kind of see what happens. And um, unfortunately, LSU did not win, which I still to this day am a little upset we still did not win a national championship. But um, we're right there, dude. we were so close, so close. Um, but, yeah, after that um, undefeated season, we just kind of, again, the success, we just kind of took it to um, then the AVP. And it was just like we haven't really stopped since then. It was like – since COVID happened, it was just like, we're just going to keep going and let's do it. We actually, I'll never forget, we went, um, it was like probably like a month into when Taryn came back and we um, went to our coach, Drew, and um, we were like, we want to do this. Like, how how can we take the next step to becoming like um, professionals, going from college to a professional? There's a little bit of a jump and it was just like, whatever you tell us to do, we're going to do it. And he just laid it all out. He gave us a workout plan. He was with us in practice. And I think, um, yeah, we just kind of took it and ran with it. Everything that he was saying, it was just like, got it. Yes, let's do it. And, yeah, here we are today. You know that COVID year was, I would call this bump, somewhere in the middle of what we might both affectionately refer to as the perfect storm. You take into consideration the NCAA beach volleyball climate 
right? It's six years old, right? So now, because it's an NCAA sport, now all the club sizes have tripled, and now it's now it's more of a business, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we're definitely going to talk about coaching and real coaches and people who jump in front of the parade and act like coaches, and and I'll, and I'll do the haterade later. Served in vanilla. <laughs> um, I thought it was a perfect storm because, and you'll appreciate this, and I'm going to give you the floor back because you have more in, in, inside insight. Inside insight. You're in, in this environment where your college experience is 11 months out of your 12 months, maybe 10 and a half, whatever, depending on where you are. You don't have to worry about gym memberships. You don't have to worry about trainers. You don't have to worry about um, hiring a coach. In fact, <laughs> coaches, coaches in your face every time you, you get it. So, yep. so you got girls uh, um, that are A, by the time they graduate uh, on the women's AVP scene, they're hot 97 rhyme ready. They're, 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 they're ready to win, be in the, in the semifinals and finals right then. And you went from that to even having girls who were in their junior and senior year, who were still in college, like right, Tina was in the, in the freaking Olympics, yep. right? Yep. Uh, um, her junior year, still had one more year with Dane. Yep. So um, that semifinal match, I call the Battle of the Goofy Foots, and I think you'll appreciate the, the why, yep. right? Because yep. Coppola was a lefty approach too, right? Yep. All right. So... I'm giving you the floor on this one. And as far as timing is, is concerned, do you agree that it becoming an NCAA sport and then like two or three years down the line, uh, um, and I want you to say this in the nicer way because I'm going to be cold, your generation of girls, pretty much right after Sarah and Kelly, mm-hmm. told the girl that everybody else who was not Ross and Kleiman, your time's up. <laughs> if you don't do what we're doing, if you're just going to, you know, rest on your loins and your skill set and, yep. and, and be this, your time's up. Now, I, please say this the nicer way. I definitely think college provided an opportunity for people, girls, to just get so many reps. Like, mm-hmm. I'm a professional beach volleyball player right now. That is my job. And in college, I got significantly more reps. Like, we had three hours of every single day of the week and sometimes on weekends of just playing beach volleyball like you can't replicate that in a pro career they're just like it's crazy i'm like i don't even know how we had time in the day because we do not get that much training time right now and you're full-time students too yeah yeah so it's just like it's so crazy and that is 100 percent why this sport has taken off and you see all these people in college being able to then just play against the best of the best in the sport just because i think it's literally just based on reps and just the amount of times you are just touching uh, beach volleyball while you're in college is just unmatched. And yeah, it's been insane just the, how the level of play is just shot up. And I th- again, hands down, all of that credit goes to it being a collegiate sport. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, wow. Hold on. I, I had this little flashback. I wanted to give a shout out to Derek Zimmerman. I don't care what the preacher man says about him. I'm shouting him up on my podcast. That's my dude. I love me some teasing. He played with your brother, right? Yeah, he did. He did. And, of course, Bruce White. Yeah, um, good old Bruce. Let's Russell Brock coming down there making things happen. That little two-headed yep. monster between him and Hamilton when I met the two of them. Because, um, you know, I used to do the juniors events for beach volleyball national events. I used to oh. do color commentary. And I was also oh. the volleyball skills coach for um, Endless Summer, which now has, like, three girls at SC. Natalie yeah, yeah. Muskowski's at UCLA. She's, um, yeah. Yep. Again, there are a lot of clubs 
that got in their senior year and jumped in front of that parade and acted like that was them. But yeah. I wanted to shout out some of these these absolute savages. Zim, who cares about the sport so much, yep. you know? Uh, um, and we're going to talk. I'm saving the drum roll for your coach last. I'm going to save the best for last. Russell Brock. So this guy on the West Coast doesn't live here anymore. His name is Oz Borges. He was one of the, he's this Cuban guy that was this strict old school, you know, come on time, don't talk back to me type dude, wow. but was one of the best coaches no one talks about. Like, because when you talk about Endless Summer, you're talking about Pompilio, who was with us, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, drill bass guy, Arturo. Um, I, I was I was there, you know, because mm -hmm. I was a skills Nazi because I brought my indoor, I brought yeah, the high yeah. level indoor um, mentality to yep. the beach. Um, but I wanted to shout out some of these people that, that, I'm not going to I'm not going to use this podcast and let some of these glorified babysitters jump in front of that parade. Yep. Um I respect Holly. She's a real coach, she's elite, but I mean um I'm, I think Fanoy's all right too and Dane has earned his respect. That mm -hmm. man was a long-time assistant and right? I mean yep. he should be one of the goats. <laughs> okay, for what he's doing. But let's talk about Drew Hamilton. All right, and we can get a little mushy if you want. All right, because <laughs> um, you, now you got, we got permission to do this. Yeah. Tell me, on a general level, what Drew Hamilton means to you and Taryn, on this general level for volleyball, and then we then um, you're gonna give me permission to get into the other. <laughs> I mean, Drew has for sure taught me everything I know about this sport. I mean, I as a junior, um, beach volleyball wasn't a huge thing, especially in Louisiana. Not many people are playing beach volleyball. So we didn't have like a coach or anything that was telling us how to play the sport. So I really didn't know anything about beach volleyball until I got to LSU and Drew just saw something in me. And he was like, again, it kind of goes back to, he was just like, Hey, do this, this and this. And I was like, yes, sir. Got it. Like, and just everything that he has taught me, he has told me, I've just tried to just take it all in and just listen and do what he says. And he, I would not be in this position or be doing what I'm doing without him. So I will forever be grateful and indebted to him because, again, everything that I know is he has taught me. Um, and I think uh, similar for Taryn, she came in to, um, from indoor to beach and didn't really know anything. And I think um, Drew just like helping her and telling her things. And I think also, especially with Taryn, was a lot of the other um, – beach players on the LSU team, especially blockers, because Drew was, he was always a defender. Um, so I think he more so can relate to defenders more so than blockers. Um, but yeah, we would not be in this position without him. We would not be able to excel to where we are today without him. So he's coming with you if you go to the Olympics, right? Oh, 100%. We will drag him. He doesn't, he's not big on uh, planes Traveling or flying. Yeah, so yeah. He, he only does the um, state ones. Like he'll come to the AVPs. Right. We 100% will figure out how to get him on a plane to Paris. Don't have to do that. Put his ass in a canoe like four months ahead of time. <laughs> nice <laughs> stroke, little boat. <laughs> stroke, stroke, stroke. I would love to see that. That would be, that would be comical. Cool. Jaron Barreto comes in. He says, college is the new culture for breeding Olympians. There, that, I said it. <laughs> that is very true. You know Jaron, right? Jaron's the guy with the dreads, Filipino Oh, guy. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, talk about real coaches. That dude is the real deal. Yep. He, he, uh, uh, I, I didn't mean to go on this tirade about good coaches no one talks about because I felt like, yeah, in many ways, I still feel like Drew Hamilton's in that category. 
Mm-hmm. You should be talking about this guy. You, not you, but we should be highlighting this guy. Yeah. We should be talking about I almost don't want to talk guy. about him so much because I'm like, no one yeah. else, no one else coach. Yeah. I don't want him to coach anyone else. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Drew. Selfish. Hi, Drew. My name's <laughs> Megan. Get, get the... Yeah. Get, uh, smack you to sleep. Don't even come near my coach. Yeah. <laughs> <But>. Silly. <laughs> yeah. Silly. Don't do it. Don't do it. Nah. So, so the good thing is you didn't allow me to get into the other because I think what he means to you professionally is also what he means to you personally, right? There is this emotional investment. I mean, maybe, you know, you're not tight friends. You got Taryn, you got friends, old friends for that. But there is this emotional investment that comes with the, the life of being an indoor and beach volleyball player and coach. I don't think there's any sport except mixed martial arts where our strength and our weaknesses is we personalize our work. Hmm. Yeah. What's your biggest strength? This is personal to you, right? Man. Yeah. What's your biggest weakness? This is personal to you. It's not that I'm psychic or anything. I'm, I'm, and you know, uh, I could be wrong. You can make me feel like an asshole if I'm wrong. I'm good, but I think I, I think I got you on that one. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, it hurts too much when you put in all that work and you want it for Taryn and you want it for yourself and you want it for Drew so badly. Yep. I think that's also another even back to kind of the beginning <clears throat> of just like how you like wake up and go. You want to go like <clears throat> get after and stuff. It is like. You want to do it for them. You want to do it for Taryn. You want to do it for Drew. You want to make them proud. Mm. You want to, yeah, do it for all the people back home, the the day one people who have been supporting you. You want to do it for them. Like, show them their support. And, like, it all means it all means something. So, yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So, I've asked some other guests this. So, this is kind of a loop, a recycle. You have 60 seconds. I want you to give me your three favorite venues that you played the last two years. Um, and I will give you my three favorite venues I like to coach or visit. All right, okay. so we'll, we'll do a little, ba- a little back and forth. Um, you hear the horn when it hits zero, three zero, so uh, floor is yours, go. Got it. Stott, Switzerland, Phoenix, indoor. <clears throat> and third one, New Orleans AVP. Talk to me about Stott since you got 50 seconds left. Yeah, I crushed that. <laughs> Stott, the by far the prettiest place I've been to. I had heard so much about just like the tournament and I always wanted to play at in the Stad tournament and I got there and you're just playing in the mountains. And then we ended up getting fifth, so we had a couple we had a couple extra days to explore and we got to go walk on a glacier. We got to go walk from one mountain peak to another mountain peak just across this bridge. It was by far I still to this day I'm like mom and dad, that's the one you got to come to. It was just so just breathtaking like the views it was unbelievable so nice. cool and then phoenix and- do I, phoenix crowd was just insane new orleans avp was just playing at home and it was just awesome yeah no you talking about new orleans sorry about that you talking about new orleans um the, last the year. 2021 or the one last year the one last year okay the like uh avp the uh, tour series or pro series right. yeah i had the pleasure of calling um um, center court for the one the year before you won uh, but you'd won by forfeit yeah that was um, a yeah they um i called rafu and um at uh, rafu and Piotr against um evan evan Corey, which is yep. right didn't you want it for him too oh, right for sure yeah i think we were both like all right let's go let's do it we're doing this Boy, for is he growing up huh oh yeah he's this big kid with like wide cartoon eyes when i met him and now his cheekbones are higher the eyes are smaller Yep. He he stands with this heightened level of confidence, um, psychologically, because he he's always had physical confidence, and, yep. and he's less wowed. Um, and some of these plays, 
whether it's good or bad, he has his face like it's exactly what he thought was going to happen, and and good for him. And I'm and I'm also glad that his ascension hasn't mm-hmm. changed him that much either. Yeah, you know, for he's sure. he's still for the most part. I'm not going to say completely the same person because I I, I, ain't gonna, I can't lie to my people. For the <laughs> most part, he's the same person. Yeah, he could be a little flaky too, but he's um no, nah, but I like that dude. He's a mensch dude. Nice, you know. And we mentioned off camera Eric Baranek. I yep. met him five years ago. He's still Eric. Yep. He's still Eric. Theo. Oh yeah. He's still Theo's Theo. Awesome. Trevor. Even when you know with him, uh, um, he's on next week. Um, he's more. Uh, I won't say he's my favorite crap. No, he is my favorite crap. <laughs> no, I like him because he brings more to the toolbox. He's, he yep. can block. He can play defense. Um, and every time there's a finals, it's him and someone else. Yeah, it does yeah. seem like that. Well, you've been in this sport long enough, right? When yeah. him and his brother broke up, it was him and Rosie. Boom, finals. Him and John Mayer, you know. Yep. Boom, it's him and... I mean, Manhattan Beach Open. He's what, Reed what, Pretty. Now, right? Times. That was Reed yeah. Pretty. Yeah. <laughs> the first one. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to go 60 Your seconds turn? on my three favorite venues I like as a coach. Um, good, I'm going to delete this video. It just... It, cho- it chopped on us, and, I, and I'll, I'll reinstitute it later. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it back up after mine. All right, my three favorite venues. One, uh, number one is New York City. Um, New York City, when you get on the train and you get off the train and you cross that, the, cross the Hudson, and they have this man-made setup built because what they they. Am I still doing my, I'm, I'm my call? So they moved it from Pier 25 to like closer to Chelsea Piers. And they, they got more people because it was mm-hmm. closer to the train station. It was closer to the restaurants. And I know it's a pain in the ass to get in and out of like flying wise. But when you're in the fans from different countries, the the the, the Polacks from South Brooklyn, the, the, uh, the Dominicans from uptown, the Chinese from Chinatown, the Koreans from Flushing, you know, yep. uh, um, the Russians from Brighton Beach. They're all there, man. All, all one little world population. Second venue is I like was New Orleans because New Orleans gave me my first kind of major opportunity because I still think I'm one of the best color commentators in the game. I just don't, I just don't have the, the opportunities. And, and Ladig and a bunch of New Orleans people insisted that I come and, and mm-hmm. I came and I, and I delivered. Um, so that was more of a selfish thing. Yep. Third thing, uh, I got. I guess I got to go with uh, Granddaddy. I got. I got to go with uh, Manhattan Beach with a close tie as Hermosa Beach because that's where yep. I live in the finals. There's always this nostalgia about um, performing on the big stage or not, and even if you win or lose, you felt like you won. Um, had I had the pleasure of covering covering it as a journalist uh, for volleyball one on one, and then coaching. Uh, Jeff yep. Samuel's last year and this and that. So and and coaching a team into the main draw, Rafu and Kevin. And Manhattan Beach 2016, a tournament I played in myself and got my ass kicked out. I, I wanted to play one so this yeah. way people could shut up about the Gladiators and Arena bullshit, right? <laughs> You've never been it, in there. Yes, I did. I was 47. <laughs> I got my ass handed to me. Love so it. there. Love it. <laughs> Love it. So that's that's a lightning round question. Example of a lightning round. We're gonna have a total of three. All right. All I right. like the New York. I actually went. Mm-hmm. I was a. Uh, I played in like the qualifier. This was like a while ago. With who? Who was it? Megan Davenport. Yes. Actually my first beach partner uh-huh. and still one of my best friends. Um, but yeah, we lost in the qualifier. We were, this is when we didn't really know what we were doing. We were so young and we, I went with her dad and we went back and we were watching, I think it was probably a championship Sunday. We just went and we were watching and it was like, I think it was one of those moments of like, whoa, like I want to do that. Um, yeah. So it's just uh, were funny you in you Brooklyn or were you uh, uh, we at were, Pier Twenty Five we in Manhattan? Yeah, Pier Twenty Five. Yeah. yeah, that's a nice place. Night was, lights, one o'clock in the morning. Well, that's where the yeah, that's where the qualifier was, right? And yeah. then the tournament, the actual tournament was they had like made the courts. And what stuff. year was that again? Tell me, because like I, it'll draw a better picture. If it was two thousand nineteen. No, it was 
before that. Was, yeah. This was earlier. Yeah, because that. that's where the tournament was. Yep. That's where the draw was. And yep. the qualifier was split between Pier 6 yep. and Brooklyn. Yep. Um, where I guess a lot, I guess the men that year, the men played yep. and whatever and this and that. So. But yeah, it was funny you talked about New York because mm. it was a cool venue. Yeah. All right. We're back on the live. Cool. We're back. Yeah, don't worry about any of this because if the live goes down, this thing. Even We're if all the lights rolling. go out, this thing, the whole world goes to hell. The camera's a battery operator, and and, and we're still doing this, and we're having a good time and Perfect. talking and this and that. So, um, I remember you mentioned COVID and how your season got shut down. I had this flashback of Evan Corey playing at Lincoln Memorial and talking about how his season got shut down. And I, and I remember a previous podcast how you guys were like, this guy's going to make us cry. <laughs> He's not. No, I'm not going to yeah. cry. Mm -hmm. that, that, that hurt. I remember, can you remind everybody where you were? when uh were you at an airport where were you when everybody's like uh, when our, our season ended over? yes we were i think i was in costco mm -hmm. <laughs> in baton rouge in costco <laughs> and the coaches had told us like because we had been hearing everything or whatever and i think we saw like some tweet and we were like did our season just end and they funny enough then we got a message of like hey we're having a meeting and we were like what in the world and then that meeting was in our beach facility and it was there was not a dry eye in there every single one of our coaches drew russell just it was like as soon as they started talking it was just like tears and just everyone i mean talk about heartbreak but i mean i can't that's that's just a um a volleyball season like i can't imagine for the people who lost loved ones like i mean obviously it was a, just a crazy time but yeah i do yeah very uh vividly remember all that and it was just it was heartbreaking it was for me too i i didn't get a chance to bury my father my father passed away in february 2020 oh my gosh um you know he's on the east yeah. coast and then if you remember they you couldn't yeah, even you fly could, yeah so and even if you were yeah. there you probably couldn't even like get into the hospital it was i, I yeah. yeah i'm so sorry that's crazy yeah, times also at the same time i want to commend you and taryn for you know, you 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 find yourself doing nothing for a long time. And you're like, wait, I gotta I gotta find a way to maximize my time. You know, with you, it was um, you guys mentally and physically physically preparing your and gelling as a team. And me was finding. Maybe we had this discussion about finding ways to improve the podcast. And, yeah. And like you know, like Zoom Zoom saves all, doesn't it? Oh yeah, man. Dude, Zoom. You guys were Zoom, right? The first yeah. time, and yeah. you know, Sharif happened because of zoom right yeah. sharif from um, qatar um mckenzie was in malaysia at the time yeah or um i, I forgot malaysia thailand doesn't matter um it's all greek to me <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yeah um oh here's a fan question are you the best are you the best player in the world oh wow that's a that's a tough one i mean i think for any elite athlete you have to like really think that to be able to just go out and perform because as soon as you don't think that you're gonna lose but that's the chip we were talking about and yeah so you kind of like it's like a yes but you also have to realize that there are other people out there that are that are probably better than you so it's like you have to keep striving to get to them so i think the answer is like yes and no which is a weird like weird answer to that question because I don't even know if you can actually answer that in a yes or no but I'm going to answer it as in a yes or no because I yes but then also I know there's people out there better than me and I need to keep getting better I'll leave it at that do you know how much discipline it took for me to shut up that whole answer because <laughs> I I wanted to see if you just said yes next question or 
if you if you went the route that some people would consider politically correct, but also at the same time uh, generated by historical fact. Uh, and 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 you're right, I, and, and and I respect that. And the reason why I ask that is because there's some athletes who are animated, right? And they like to whoop it up with the crowd and this and that. Yep. Because, I mean, I could use, I'm going to ask Trevor this on Tuesday, but I think it's because when things go bad, they can take, they, they can take the sauce, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. If you, if you throw yourself out there, there's, I mean, most people say there's zero to gain from it. Right. You're like, if you do well, it's like you're supposed to. And if you don't, they're, they're the first ones to let you know. Right. Yeah, so yeah. so when you do that, you kind of you, you feel like you kind of play yourself. Right. Yeah. But but at the same time, if you have the thick skin, if you could take that sauce, you know, coming yeah. back at you like I like we think he can. Yeah, uh, I think without that, there are some athletes that don't get to where they are. Yeah. Right. I, there's some some way there's some athletes. It inhibits them because they think they're that guy and they're not that person. They're, yeah. they're And maybe they find out later they're not that person. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. I, I for sure think it goes both ways because I think there is the flip side. You can have someone who maybe isn't mm-hmm. and then they think that and it just brings their game up. So it's like nice. Kind of. Yeah. So question. Did you play indoor before you play beach? I did. I played not in college, but I played for my high school team. I never I really. For Mount Carmel Academy, good old Mount Carmel, go Cubs. There it uh, is. But um, I never really did the club scene because I was always playing basketball, so it kind of conflicted. So huh. I really just kind of played indoor for my high school and then played basketball for my high school. So I think I played club volleyball for like two weeks because I went and like subbed for someone. A team needed me for something, mm-hmm. so I just went and subbed. But yes good that introduces that introduces <laughs> us to our next lightning round question oh. i want you to give me three things you like about beach more than indoor now you got 60 seconds you can answer Shoot. all three whichever one comes first in fact when the horn comes that's just like finishing your debate quite you're finishing your debate answer um and go this may i don't know if this like encompasses all three but beach you have to do everything like if i wanted to go i always wanted to play at a d1 school and for indoor when before beach even happened when i was looking at like doing indoor i was like i'm only gonna be a libero or a ds or something like that's just like it wasn't fun to me like there's something about hitting a ball that just brings you so much adrenaline and everything and it was just like no i don't want to do that so then when beach came in it was like oh my gosh i have to be able to pass set hit and i get to play defense too it's like this is awesome so beach you have to do you have to do it all and i think that's for sure the number one thing um probably number two i would say just the the atmosphere and environment is a little different you don't have you're not in the convention center gym with hundreds of whistles blowing and you're actually you're out you're in the you're on a beach i mean there's music playing like you can't really beat that that was all and then third one third i think just the um different environments kind of similar but not really but you get to be on beaches just like in crazy parts of the world like literally we played in shot we were just on some sand in the middle of some mountains like while we're while we were literally in the middle of the game we would like sometimes again kind of in those intense moments you kind of want to just chill out for a minute and you Taryn and I would just be like we're in the Alps and you just like take a minute you like look around you're like whoa and I couldn't if I was playing in a gym what would I do look 
see the ceiling like oh that's a nice ceiling we have here in Stad, switzerland like so i think those are probably my my top three okay i'm gonna give you my top three as a coach and a commentator i'll do the last one for commentator first two as a coach uh okay. one one you already stumbled in on okay one i want to talk about a disease okay it's called referee uh post referee whistle syndrome <laughs> You come out of there, you wake up in the middle of the night, like, uh, you know what I'm saying, oh. punching yourself in the face, and you feel traumatized, not just by the referee whistles, but also these parents in this indoor environment act like gangster rappers walking around mean mugging people. It's like, dude, relax. You've won. You've won. All right. Mm -hmm. Second thing I like about it, and this is a coach, there's no bench on the beach. If there's no bench on the beach, um, you, you don't have to worry at the club level, you don't have to worry about, about parents and playing time. And on a, on, on a coaching level, less is more because now you give more personal attention to that person where you, you, you're allowed to hone and fix things or in this and that. Yeah. Now, what I, lastly, what I like about Beach as a commentator is you don't um, have to waste a whole bunch of time trying to give everybody some love. Sometimes in indoor volleyball, you, you talk about the stars, you talk about the setter and this and that, and you mix it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. But having having these small breaks in the technical timeout and this and that, you could talk about some of these personal and professional journeys. Sometimes I talk to the players before the tournament comes. You know, I think I talked to yep. you in New Orleans before you before you guys came out. Um, and those are the three things I like about indoor over the beach. Um, I mean, if I only had to pick one thing the other way around, I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm like indoor, my car's cleaner. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I go to... Dude, I go to indoor gym. If I clean my car and I go to indoor gym parking lot, I'm good. My yeah. car is still clean. <laughs> I actually surprisingly don't have that much sand in my car. I don't know how, but Taryn and I do a good job. I really don't know how, yeah. but there. I mean, obviously, there's for sure sand in the car. But, I mean, obviously, if I played indoor, I wouldn't still. I think the number one thing, I find sand just in my ears, like, all the time. I'm just like, how is it still in my ears? I like... I'll like not I'll like not play beach for a week and there's still sand in my ear. I'm like, what in the world? All right, uh, maybe I should rat Taryn out. She's been putting sand in your ear yeah. while you're sleeping. <laughs> Shoot, she, gotta be. She put it on TikTok. Watch this, guys. <laughs> Gosh, man, I must be a deep sleeper then. Okay. Message you want to send to kids coming up after you. All right, I'll draw the picture for you. All right. Um. It's a kid. She's your height. Maybe she's in the club where the club coach lines all of the kids up against the <laughs> wall, right? You're tall. You're going to play middle. You, you're going to be a libero. Forget about playing outside and this and that. Is there something, this little kid comes up to you and says, I want to be like you, if not very much like you. Or, or no, little kids don't talk like that. No, Kristen, I want to be just like you. Tell me how. What, what can you tell me that's going to make me a better player? And that's going to come that's going to overcome some of these obstacles i think it's just you have to put in the work and if it's something that you believe in and you want you're going to make it happen so if say playing on the avp is your goal i would say okay what are you going to do to get i think i would rephrase the question back to them i'll be like okay what are you going to do and also i think something that i tell people a lot too when i get this question um is I'm like, hey, you do realize you may have to work a little harder than, say, someone who is a little taller. I'm like, you may have to do 150 reps, even though they only have to do 100 or just some some things like that. Like you probably are going to have to pass a perfect ball. So you may be practicing how to pass for an hour when they're over there hitting the ball. But passing a perfect ball is going to be way more important for you than, say, someone who's taller. Um, so for sure, I get this question a lot and I will always probably just say, 
one, if it's 100% what you want and you believe in, go make it happen and realize, I want you to realize though, that it is going to take a lot of work and you're probably going to have to put in more work than someone who is taller. It's just, sorry, cart, these are the cards you're dealt, but hey, you can still, you can still work with it. <laughs> if you weren't Kristen Nuss, if you didn't practice what you preach in regards to your own journey consistent with the advice you give to that little kid, if you weren't Kristen Nuss, I thought you, I, I would have thought you had been in this room and you took all the words that I would say to a little kid. I'm like, she's still, you just, I was just going to say that. She's still, I thought I got, I, I, if it wasn't you, I would have thought I got Eminem. Remember 8 Mile when like he said everything, you yep. know, before the other guy could say it or whatever and this and that. Yep. I was like, I, I just got Eminem by Kristen <laughs> Nuss because I just had this conversation with some kids. Um, and it's very much the same, echoing your sentiment. Mm -hmm. Meaning that, look, I'm a realist, right? Um, you want to be an outside hitter and most of those girls are six one, you're five eight, five nine, whatever. Um, but, like you said, what do you want? If it's what you really want, yeah, that's the box. Those are the those are the bleacher stairs. That's the coach. Let's get to work. Let's get yeah. to work. It's gonna be unfair, but the reward. If you don't take the unfair bullshit, kicking and screaming. Um, you re you get rewarded for not taking that kicking and screaming. Yeah, for sure. Like you did. That's why I call you the girl with no excuses. Maybe you maybe you maybe you do a whole lot of bitching when you're not on camera. But but I you, mean, don't get yeah, me wrong. There are yeah. for sure times where I'm like, man, yeah. if I was mm -hmm. like five eight or five nine, wow, this would be a lot easier. <laughs> you I mean, probably wouldn't work as hard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it really it just makes you in a game that is very hard to be perfect it makes you really strive to be perfect because you almost have to you have to be able to hit a say a pulling blocker you have to be able to score against a pulling blocker and some people can just get up and hit the crap out of the ball and it'll score not everyone can do that you have to be able to have good placement and just like over and over mm. again hit the same spot um, nice but yeah it's well fun. i'll go one before to, to the question you asked back to the kid on what do you want, right? Because what happens before that shapes what they may or may not want. That's that yeah. coach lining those kids against the wall and telling them what they can and can't do, okay? Yeah, for sure. I talked to Bruce White about this. I was doing a, a documentary called Club Coach, which is post-production. Still, It's just gnarly. It's so much work. You have no idea. Don't do, don't oh. do a documentary, right? <laughs> um, but it's my baby and it will get done. Mm -hmm. But Bruce said the same thing I'm going to say right now to our audience. Don't let anybody tell you what you can and can't do. Uh, it's so like simple, but it's so like, that is so true. <laughs> Just like, wow. Like, yeah. Let's say it again. So, so they, so they can, if so can hit them here. Yeah. There's my camera. Don't let anybody tell you what you can and what you cannot do. Do not let anyone tell you that when you are not psychologically grown. You're not um, mentally grown, as far as IQ and this and that. You're definitely not physically grown. You're still a kid. So, you, and you can't let somebody tell you what you can and can't do when you have aspirations. Now, as a coach, and as a and as a hater from Brooklyn, uh, um, I'm gonna be real about yeah. the level of unfairness. I'm gonna be real about what some people are looking for. It's not you, but but like you said, you just said, what do you want? You seriously want this? Then okay, let's go. Because yeah. I will tell you this: when we're voting for M 
tournament MVPs or season MVPs, it's not the mythological giants. It's not the big girls. It's not the girls who fit the coaches, that coaches, that asshole coaches. Yeah, I said it. Asshole. <laughs> asshole coaches stereotype. Yep. It's the normal size person. Yeah, when just... Misty May was winning the gold, right? She was the MVP. I mean, make an argument for Carrie all you want. That's fine. But at the end of the day, she's the one that got served. She's the one who had to deal with the forearm sets. And she's the one who had to side out, right? A Taylor Crab was player of the year at Long Beach State in the season. He didn't even make the playoffs. <laughs> they, didn't make the, they didn't even make MPSFs. Or maybe they all get invited and he got his head chopped yeah. off the first round. I don't know. Um, Bruno Oscar Schmidt, graciously listed at six feet tall. <laughs> graciously is the operative word there. Um, six feet tall, relative, relative stress. Um, MVP, tournament MVP. Natalie San, right? Riley yeah. Salmon, six foot one, 2008 gold medal team. Never even played NCAA volleyball. He was not only on the starting lineup, but he was a team captain. Six foot one. So, Kristen Nuss. I did an awards ceremony, an, an awards thing uh, um, with Matt Prosser, who we know and love, and Aaron Wexler, who you may or may not know, West yep. Coast Volleyball. Um, Aaron was the only one that picked you. I picked, wow. I picked Kelly. <laughs> I picked Kelly because some of, she, some of the things, like, Everyone was a prisoner of the moment, how you guys finish. And sometimes it is not how you start, it's how you finish. Yep. And and my award for best team was the two of you. But best player, um, I don't even know if I like her that much. But I, I gave I gave it to Kelly. I had to, uh, um, for sure. I gave it to Kelly. But I she deserved it. Yeah, and you did too. Because everyone around in the room, we had it, was, it wasn't like it wasn't a discussion. Yeah. That's the point I was trying to make. It wasn't, you know, like, no questions, her. No, it wasn't that. Yeah. No. Newcomer of the year. Okay, that's no questions. That's Taylor Sander, right? Yeah. Um, best team of the year. No question. No question. It's, it's, it's TKN. You know, um, we had a Hitman for Hire award. That's, 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 gonna, that's a long discussion, right? Yeah. Yeah. Andy Banesh, that was my Hitman for Hire. Oh, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so um, your three favorite venues, we did that already. Um, now give me one thing. No 60-second thing. One thing you thought your partner did well this season. See how I'm talking about volleyball? I'm not trying to get all, all yeah. up in your... See, I'm not trying to get all personal, <laughs> up, all up in your business. I'm, avo I'm tap dancing. You One thing that Taryn did well this year. Man, that's tough because there's... Pick a f there's something a, fundamentally so, or psychologically. There's so many... There's so many different ways my brain just went. Um, what was the first thing? I think her... Because obviously, so she's pretty new to beach volleyball. So there was so much, like, still to this day, there's just so many things that it's just like, hey, do this, do that, do it, like, and so many different people, like, saying different things. And I think it was a, a challenge, but I think she has for sure, like, taken that on and just embraced it. And I think at the beginning of the year, it kind of um, hurt her a little bit, but... Since then, she has just been like headstrong and sitting back and just kind of watching that and then like trying to like put myself in her shoes. I'm mm -hmm. just like, wow, like that's impressive. So what was one thing she did physically well? If we were just going to talk raw, um, being the six fundamentals, passing, digging, blocking, serving, setting, what's one thing you saw significant improvement in this, this volleyball season on the international and domestic level? I think transition setting which for me it's like very important for, if i don't have someone who's a good transition setter mm -hmm. that's 
comes with a lot that comes with me being smaller like I need to have someone who can put me in a good spot regardless of where the dig is and I think she is hands down this year has gotten significantly better at that do you think that's what separates um like there's different levels of open or right oh, look on a general level I think the difference between double a, double a triple a and open is a serve for mm -hmm. men's it's a serve yeah for indoor it's the middles right double a and open but different levels of open would you agree that transition setting is what divides the 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 one percent of one percent I think for sure I mean if you you can dig a ton of balls but if you can't put them away right. then it's it, doesn't mean anything and at the highest of level you're not going to get that many opportunities so mm -hmm. you have to be able to execute when you do get those occasional digs so yeah, yeah for sure okay now what's one thing that you would like to show um imp a little bit of improvement on now i wouldn't say significant because i don't think you're, you're like this this is going to happen overnight type person so allow me to shape the question this way what's one thing um and we can we can we can talk about the physical or the other what's one thing that you'd like to show a little bit of improvement on and as the season comes along i think uh throughout the season i kind of had like um i would have like good runs of side out and then i would like dip and then kind of like stay at that level and then like some tournaments would go back up and yeah. i think going into next year it's just more consistent side out just like they're gonna serve me the ball they're gonna they're gonna pay for that and I think I had dips in that for sure and I mean not saying it's gonna be a hundred percent because I mean that's just not possible but um for sure just more consistent serve receive right I think you acknowledge that everyone goes through those patches it's just it's just about how many points do I give up before I snap out of that yep maybe all right cool let's for talk sure. let's talk about from the neck down Hmm. I think you for a girl who covers all of her bases, that's that's it's it's a question. It's a yeah. real it's a real question. Mm. I don't know. Do you have something? <laughs> She's gonna say nothing. <laughs> no, I th again. My I'm just like there's so many things that like I want to get better at. Mm -hmm. I'm just like. How I'd can like, I get faster? I'm how like, about how? this? How about this? How about I, I, I speak out of line and tell and tell this elite athlete what she should do better? I love because it. I got balls like that. Um, I want you to you serve to space. I want you to spend more time in practice where you're served to space and the estimated time of arrival and and your serve location um, comes so practice that you create more out of system situations because and at this level right where everyone's siding out in system like you're supposed to sometimes right out of system creates no, these that's plays. for yeah. sure as a team yeah. like we talk about that we have to be yeah. more aggressive well i think a good server is i think a betsy flint oh yeah right? for um, sure Johnny, nasty serve and had having work and worked a whole season with her i was at lmu with john mayer and mansfield yep. or whatever that's all, i mean god we, there were practices where we didn't even talk about anything else except that and, yep. and it was the only edge lmu had that you know you go against yep. ucla or usc straight up or lsu straight up we're gonna lose we yep. need something else yep. and and that's what john that that day remember john they beat lsu and yeah. um, ucla the same day yeah all of that was serve so i think so that if i had to give you even... one thing that i want to see you do a little bit better i want to see not not aggressive aggression at the service line i want to see constant pressure yeah 
for this, sure. Like me, I'm, I'm poking you at your shoulder, right? Yep. And you're okay with it because I'm Jason, right? But I keep doing it. Yep. And if I keep doing it, if you punch me in the face, I won. Yeah. And that's that's what constant pressure is. And you you know what I'm talking about as an elite yep. athlete because this sure. when you're you're serving, you're not looking for quick results. You're looking. You don't have to ace someone to make someone's someone's life miserable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think even at the next level, kind of how we were talking about that, like little difference yep. in the next level, I think for sure is serving. If you lollipop serves to mm -hmm. the best of the best, they're going to side out close to 100%. So you really do have to be more aggressive. You have to find ways to get them out of system. And I think we for sure have learned that this past year. And I think we can take a little more risk. Like maybe if we do error a little more, a little more on serves like we have to be okay with that because we're trying to make them put them in an uncomfortable position and i know my mom i know mom if you're watching she's gonna disagree because everyone's like just get the serve in the court i'm like no you have to be you have to be aggressive at the next level i just made a look <laughs> mom if she serves lollipop she's gonna get licked <laughs> yeah so it really is <laughs> doom, doom, doom. Doom. Yeah. so that's for sure something that tara and i have both talked about as a team as a team collectively we for sure need to be aggressive serving is um killer instinct a natural thing or is it taught oh i think it's natural yeah i think it's just a, it's in your it's not i commented this question i already have in my own opinion but i don't I, I just i don't want to have an opinion on this i need to, one time in this podcast to let your your answer stand alone is it yeah. is it is it natural or is it taught what did you just say i think natural yeah yeah you either have it or you don't there's just yeah. something there's a there's a switch yeah. or there's not a switch or it's it's always off or sometimes it can be flipped on right i like you because i told a friend of mine in fact i had theo on the podcast and Love i theo. told theo like when you had misty may or i'll go back even further back when you had um jackie silva who won the first gold 96 olympics i don't know where is she where is she right now florida international something like that she's one of the people that still have like hair sticking out of her bathing suit she's a true you know, first openly gay player, but but I'm like old school. Yep. I mean, old school Stonewall lesbian. You know, yep. <laughs> don't watch Chappelle. Um, and I said, and today in this game, there's only two girls that have that attitude. If you serve me, I'm gonna f you up. And one of them was Betsy Flint, and the other one was you. You have this mentality. If you serve me, I'm gonna make you sorry that you ever did. And now you have to deal with me. I'm, I'm, in, I'm, I'm up in your face the entire match until I win. Yep. And everybody's like, oh, they, oh, there are other players like that. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You don't, I don't get that from Sarah Hughes. Sarah Hughes, I love and respect. And, and as far as ambassadors for the sport, uh, it's good when she wins. Mm -hmm. you know, And she deserves it when she wins. Yep. Um, Kelly, Kelly Clays or Chang, a whole lot of, you know, a little yell, a little, a little bit of that carry on yell at the end and this and that. That's fire, but that's not what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. That's fire and we respect her too, right? Uh, um, then you got the silent killers. You got Kelly, Kelly Kalinske, Kelly Larson, when, or, or Kalinske. When she's on, she's on, right? Mm -hmm um stockman um I, I'm, I'm missing so many people uh april ross right even april ross april ross is is a is a is a tactical and a technical uh, um person that will take your lunch money but when it comes to that whole i've only seen it with flint on um, 10 years before that i mean not flint i've only seen it with um may misty may mm -hmm. trainer 
uh, 10 years before that, I've only seen that with Jackie. And I'm convinced they only come once every 10 years, <laughs> though I'm lucky in my timeline. I'm, I'm honored and privileged to have you and Betsy uh, in, in the same same whatever. You know, because she's someone that came up that doesn't that didn't get a lot of the recognition she deserves. Yeah, for sure. Right. Everyone talks about Sarah, talks about Kelly, and I'm like, I'm sorry, but we got we got a killer at the service line who goes straight Jakari's mode on you guys. You know, she'll go oh, yeah. Jakari's ace, Jakari's ace. You know, um, she got served more this time this year. Yeah. Sure. Uh, and to my surprise, um, that was a lot of people's strategy at the end. Mm -hmm. People served you more in the beginning. And then they're like, no, we'll take our chance with the power because you had, you had a nice mixture of power and finesse. And now I, f I find them going back to you a little bit more. Yeah, for sure. You know? I mean, I, uh, I mean, rightfully so. I, again, yeah. kind of like what we were talking about, I for sure had those uh, lulls and server receive and siding out. Mm. But, it, but it's, is there something else that goes beyond stabbing your gas tank that would be a reason to do that? Like, I, I dismiss stabbing your gas tank. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I could not put the camera on you and they would think you're from Africa. You don't get tired. <laughs> I'm African. I don't get tired. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so I'm dismissing that as one of the as one of the things. What what would be that? They just they just they just see something where they think uh, some of the things you do well, they have the best chance of combating or tough question here. Yeah, I actually am always curious. I would love to, like, be a fly on the wall and how teams like strategize against yeah. her and I because it is just like, oh, what like, how are you going to? play us or something because no matter like who we go into a match everyone does something different which is like yeah. it's so crazy that no one there's not like a consistent thing that people do um just gotta, so I, they're just trying to try something new so they yeah can win. so it is yeah. just like it is kind of crazy i i really don't know i don't know um what people's uh strategy is going in but i would love to just like Listen, I mean, I'm sure everyone would love to hear what people say about... Should we, should we call Betsy and ask yeah. her? <laughs> Betsy, how, how do you play against this? <laughs> She'd be so mad if I did that right now. <laughs> I'll do what I want, Jason. <laughs> Click. Yeah, right. Uh, we're just going to ace him off the court. Yeah. But... Um, Please. Yeah, I would love to uh, understand. Because I, I, I really... I don't know. I'll give you another example. When Phil was playing with Rodgers, and, and very much with... Um, Nick at the end, right? There were a handful of teams that are like, no, we're just going to go to Phil. Yeah. But you knew why. Like Bruno and Alisson, if you're going to go at Phil and if stabbing Phil's gas tank or, or, or adjusting your matrix as the game goes where you figure out what he's doing and get mm -hmm. points and blocks and or force him to head out or whatever, or digs, that's about clientele. You can't do that without Alisson, mm -hmm. right? If Mullen Storm decide to do that, right? They can do that because you got Andrews Mull, who, in my opinion, yep. is the best blocker in the world. He, it, it is He's incredible the best blocker to watch. In the world. I mean, yeah. I mean, Christian doesn't get enough credit because people forget he never gets served. I yep. mean, so there's a reason why. He, come on, hello. Yep. So, so I kind of understand that because they're thinking about the long game. Phil will get like when you watch those matches. Phil will get the first three shots, yep. embarrass them, and make and everyone watching will be like, "This is why it's not a good idea," and that's why it's Phil. But then you're like, "Wait for it." Yeah. You may he may give it. you a couple points here and there. It's really yeah. Wait yeah, for I don't it. know because I remember watching mm -hmm. that match. Uh, Bruno and uh, Bruno and Alison against Phil and Nick, and you know the Aussie commentators like, all right, soon. I don't know when this experiment's going to be over. Then, but then when the first set's over, Bruno and Alison one twenty two twenty, and then the second set one twenty one twelve. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's so, so there's something think, behind it, which which goes back to our. We come full circle, right, with that yeah. question. We can't. We ever. We can't answer this. I yeah. I asked it because I don't know the answer, and I'm uh, and pretty cool. So, you don't know that either. It's so tough because in beach volleyball, I mean that they could do that same game plan in mm -hmm. a match that they play three hours after that game, and it could be a completely different story. So it really is just like it kind of <laughs> is a thing of like even when you make a strategy going into a game, it's like at what point do you like scratch it we're gonna go to the other player so it's mm -hmm. it really is it's so tough and it just kind of it really depends on the day of how mm -hmm. that person is performing there yeah, yeah a lot a lot goes into it maybe even what where's the wind like it's yeah yeah big difference indoor same thing big difference wind don't have to deal with that indoor <laughs> nice so we're gonna wrap up a little bit um and at some point during the summer when you guys when you come into Manhattan Beach or Hermosa, let's do this again and let's not let's talk about something else. All right. Let's talk about basketball. Let's talk about do you have a boyfriend? Is she single? Let's you know, let's 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 right. let's get into something. We're really that, getting personal. Yeah. Let's I mean there's an empty bottle of vodka back oh. there. That was that's Mark Fornicari, man. He oh. brought that. We went two hours and twenty minutes. That whole thing? Yes. Oh gosh. I Actually no, there was a little bit left, but but the point oh my but gosh. point taken. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I would no, be unwell. <laughs> yeah, well, it was challenging because when you have booze and you have a, there's a cold drink behind us. In fact, can you hand that to me? Oh wow! Jesus, uh, it's heavy. Careful. Just, do you want the napkin too? Um, no, I got my my um. That is yeah. large. Thank you. So what happened is when we when you put cold vodka because um and and this, your tongue turns cold, and it can f up a podcast like oh, I. Gosh. It took. Every bit of my acting ability and the years of, of t uh, learning voice and speech, tongue manipulation and like, you know, how to speaking with distinction. It took every bit of that to actually whatever. But wow. yeah, you could easily be like, I Thor do, <laughs> you know. Oh. <laughs> also, just the alcohol alone. As soon do you as have dryness I... in your mouth? I, yeah. I Thor do. <laughs> yeah. Mm. As soon as I get some drinks flowing, I, I just start spewing. I don't. There's definitely a. Uh... The voice in my head that says, probably shouldn't say that. It for sure just, it doesn't work. <laughs> okay, so one last little lightning round. This is for you and for you only. These are quick question lightning rounds. And oh you're boy. probably, you're so good. It ain't going to last a minute, I promise you. All right, let's turn on my horn. Um, and <laughs> thanks for doing this. Horn. Thanks for doing this. Because there's me. so many places, because you know I like to talk or whatever, that, that I... Uh, you kept us on volleyball and that's so because this is about you and they, they really want to know more about you but uh, for some reason like you know me I like to just have a conversation and yeah, talk shit so. Sure. Um, so here we go lightning round and boom uh, what's your favorite food oh gosh I'm breakfast food hands down I can't even pick but just breakfast food anything for breakfast I like that yep. omelets yeah I like french toast I would do a sweet and savory nice. I would go Give me like an omelet, maybe like an eggs benedict, and there then maybe throw in some like banana foster French toast. Perfect. Favorite comedian? Oh gosh, I think um, Amy Schumer. Nice. Oh wow. Last good book you read? I always ask you this. Oh, what? I'm big into Colleen Hoover right now. So honestly, any book of hers. I mean, I know it's a big thing right now, but literally any book of hers, I have not disliked. Pool or beach? Beach. That was easy. That was the fastest one. <laughs> Marvel or DC? Marvel. Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter? Oh, I actually have not watched either. Harry Potter like scared me as a kid. I don't watch no fucking Harry Potter. So Screw neither. That, no, me neither. Thank you. Uh, favorite sport outside of volleyball? Basketball. 
favorite action film star when you were growing up? Oh gosh, favorite action. No one came to mind. Okay. Because um, you're thinking about now. I'm thinking. <laughs> think about when you grow up. I know. Think I really. Of, turn I, back and boom. First one that came to your mind. Well, the Tom Cruise is just on my head because we. I recently watched Top Gun. So. And what's wrong with that? The I, Mission I Impossible know. series. If you only watch Mission Impossible and not all the other stuff he was in, like like Days of Thunder and all that stuff, that's a win, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Like me, uh, if. If this was a lightning round question, I would say Bruce Willis. Uh, and he's not. It was yeah, just the yeah. first thing that came to my mind. Like, yeah, yeah. if someone asks you what your favorite movie is, there's something you think initially, and then you start, yeah. and then you're like, no, it's not that. So I was just trying to, I was, I was just trying to yank the first thing out your head. Like yeah. me, favorite movie, I would say Goodfellas, and that's probably not true either. It's just the first one. Yeah, that came the first to my one. Mind. Come, yeah, because yeah. you could ask that question, say in like another hour, and mm -hmm. something else may come up. Dude, dude, tough. we can go another hour if we keep going, dude. And you, you have to be hungry right now because you're always right. hungry. What do you mean? I don't even know what time it is. No, look, I promise you, I would do it in an hour and a half because hey. um, we've been averaging two hours or whatever. And I know, I know, you took some time out of your busy schedule to to do all this. No, I appreciate you but having me. But let's do this again, and um. You know, Jeff is going to be in town, too. We'll do, you know, let's do a, like a little four-way. Yeah, yeah, And we could just talk about anything. Because by then, you'll have basketball to talk about, right? Where the Pelicans it. and this and that. I'm, I'm a Brooklyn Nets fan. Um, I gave up my Knicks card. I, I, I couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't Man. do the Knicks anymore, dude. Look, when Dol where's my camera? When Dolan sells a team, y'all come see me, okay? Then we talk about loyalty, all right? Um, yeah. But now I'm on a team where I'm like, Simmons don't even, I mean, you got a guy that don't even want to play. You got this dude that think the earth is flat and you got Kevin Durant who wants to be traded. And I'm he like, is balling though. Is he though? Yeah. He, his like shooting percentage is like ridiculous. Yeah. Who's but... the best player in the NBA right now? Oh gosh. Today. I mean, not, not by body of work. Who's, who's, who's the best player this season? Like the best player in the NBA, if I, whatever is, is LeBron. I mean, I mean, he's I he's in the it's... he's a top two goat guy. But like to this year, no, there's six names we could put we could put ahead yeah. of. Yeah, I mean, I like shoot. Greek. I go Greek freak. Giannis, just Luka. young, energetic. I mean, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> nice. There's a lot. I mean, KD has been. Balling. balling too so uh, it might be our guy right tough. also if zion stays healthy he's just a freak i mean if he's playing his game i don't know who can stop him but yeah i don't know steph was balling too until he got until he got hurt yeah uh, yeah, yeah I who's in first steph. right now i wonder I, I mean, I think Boston. Jason Tatum has been uh, playing well. He's a Duke yeah. guy. You know, every time, Boston's every, up there. There's always a Duke guy involved, yeah, man. Shashevsky. Sure. So, I was at his game, his thousandth win. Um, really? Uh, just luck. I'm, dude. I'm Forrest Gump. I'm always at the right place, right time. He's playing St. John's, uh, um, for win number thousand. Uh, I don't know if it was Duke's win number thousand or his, yeah. but they played St. John's. It was at Madison Square Garden. I was living in New York at the time, you know. I actually just watched yeah. the Redeem Team movie on Netflix. So Tell I, me. So good. I highly recommend. And it was really cool to just kind of like see the background of that team. And also Coach K, it was like his first year. Yeah. And it was really cool to kind of like see what he would like say behind the scenes and stuff. So I would highly recommend watching that. Can you appreciate the level of respect that even professionals? Uh, uh, there are certain coaches. Look, NBA is one of those sports. Probably the only major sport where if it's between a coach and a player, if the superstar or power is even, coach got to go. Yep. Yep. With that being said, Popovich, snap two. Yep. Show some respect. Shashevsky, 
Snap too shows some respect. Larry Brown, who coached Allen Iverson, one yep. of the toughest personalities and one of my favorite players of all time, uh, Brooklyn guy too, uh, um, shows some respect. So yeah. I get that. Like baseball, so you, I mean, I don't know. You know, football is very still very much coach driven. Yeah. You know. I think I agree. But um, yeah, Belichick's an untouchable. Oh, yeah. yeah. My Buffalo Bills. How about my Bills though, huh? Man, that that team, that crazy thing that happened Demar Hamlin that was wild and do you so know if they that win that doing... game that are number one seed right if well, they they're... if they played that game and oh, if they won yeah. yeah 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 they they um they would have been the number one seed because they'd beaten Kansas City yep. uh they would have owned the tiebreaker so yep. so I know Cincinnati's talking about no fairness and that but I'm like dude tell that to the Bills who yeah. who basically control their own destiny yeah that whole Sean yeah the goat, to the, the goat of the boot best defender hands down <laughs> What up, Sean? The goat of the boot? What does that mean? She's like, the, I have no idea. The, the boot, that's Louisiana. Oh, the boot. Okay, cool. I should get the, the boot. boot for not knowing that. All right. The boot. All right, so I gotta give us the boot, but before I go, let's um let's plug your um your website. Let's oh, plug yeah. your your Insta and, and like a... your handle. So so um for your to to grow yeah, your yeah. grow your already big army. Yeah, tknvball.com. We actually have a new uh like merchandise shop and stuff up. So uh you can go check it out on the website. Nice. And for sure if you want to uh I think my Instagram handle is like Kristen underscore Nuss. That sounds right. That's it. Yeah. Um but yeah, we would love we seriously appreciate all the support we get i love when people reach out send message on just random days i love it um mm. we always try to respond even both taryn and i you can reach out to taryn too um but yeah if you have any questions we always love it you're just like my six year i just want to hold you i just want to get up and like and like hold this girl she she's minding her own business and i'm like you're like okay help 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 all right, guys, so Kristen Nuss might love you, but me, I don't love any of you. In fact, I can't stand any of you. So for all of you at home, for all of you on your iPads, for all of you on your desktop, who runs the world? Old school, baby. Old school for my homegirl, Kristen Nuss. I'm Jason DeBiss. This is episode 161 of the Option Podcast. Stay with me. We're going to hit my music and we're out. Come check out the Option Podcast on OptionDB.com. It's also available on iTunes and Spotify and on YouTube under the NY Varsity Sports Handle. You're going to love what you hear.